are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over at Detroit Bad Boys, writing about the Pistons. You can find me on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. And like I tell you guys at the beginning of every episode, I was a credential media member for the 2019-2020 season. So that kind of makes me a big deal. So it's Friday, which you guys know what that means. That means if we're having our... Weekly edition of Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid? And I thought this was going to take up the entire episode. But hold on just a damn minute. Now hold on just a damn minute. Now if you guys know anything about me. If any of you guys knew anything about me before I got on this podcast. If you guys had to pick one player. Just a singular player. That was like one of my favorite players ever in a Pistons jersey. A, a player that I rolled the hardest for. The player I went down with the ship on. And proudly. Like if you guys knew that one player. Tweet me who you think it is before you listen to the rest of the podcast. But it 100% was a man named Stanley Johnson. That dude has been my guy. I, I, I Him not working out is one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready for the podcast tonight. You know, I'm, I'm prepping. I'm, I'm getting everything ready, getting all the all the submissions and, you know, getting my water set up over here, you know, getting everything ready. And I get tweeted from one of my Toronto, uh, one of the people I follow from Toronto, a Raptors fan base. Her name is Hallie. Uh, she tells me that, Stanley Johnson is having himself a game. So I, so I tweeted back, you know, I'm like, what's going on? She says he has 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. Now, what the... First of all, I'm absolutely heartbroken. I I, I'm, I know you guys probably can't tell right now, but I'm sick to my stomach. I feel like throwing up. I, like, I, I, I feel like crying. Like, I'm so sick right now, bro. How do I miss this game from Stanley? I am the biggest Stanley Johnson fan on the earth. I don't care if he never figures it out. I don't care if he's out the NBA next year. I will forever be his biggest fan. So I have no clue. How the hell do I, of all people, miss this game? That's first. And second, how the hell does he have this game? Stanley will never not make Like, he'll never make sense to me. Because I, he has so many raw skills. And the fact that he was never able to put it together will always, like, shock me and just, like, confuse the hell out of me. Because, legit, the dude has so many skills in his game. Like, none of them were, like, completely polished. But he has so many raw skills. Passing, playmaking. Every now and then he'd just go off shooting. Uh, like, he, he had... Every now and then he'd show off, like, separate... Like, dude, I, I couldn't believe... I, I'll never believe he he didn't put it together. It's just heartbreaking. And then the fact he goes out there and has this game. I didn't watch it all. 35 points. Are we joking? 6 of 13 from deep? That man Stanley, man. If he would have dropped 40, I already tweeted that I turned this into Lockdown Stanley. We'd spend the whole podcast talking about him. But I, I just had to spend the first two minutes letting you guys know that I, myself, your host, is, like, heartbroken over here. I'm I'm crying. Like, you guys can't hear it, but I have tears running down my, my cheeks right now. Like, man, I can't believe I missed this. I will be spending – I will be going to sleep tonight to Stanley Johnson's highlights tonight. I, I, I'm going to put them on. I'm going to sit there and watch them over and over until I fall asleep. It's just – I can't believe I missed this, man. Shit, that, that, that just sucks, man. All right. We're going to go ahead and get directly into the Kool-Aid. We're going to stop talking about Stanley. He's not on the Pistons. No more hasn't been for a while. Let me not turn it into that. I'm sure many of you guys are just like, who the hell cares? But 
he's he's my guy, man. I got I got I to talk about it. Uh, but let's go ahead and get directly into the Kool Aid segment. We got a decent amount of submissions. It should take up the entire podcast. So, first one will be from one of my friends again, Frankie P. He says the Denver Nuggets is one piece away, draft or trade from a chip if healthy. Um, I'm going to say I am not drinking the Kool Aid because I think that they honestly. We'll probably could have won the chip this like this year or next year with the current squad they got. Michael Porter Jr. is completely insane. If Jamal Murray didn't go down with his ACL injury, I think they there's no reason I they, they couldn't win it this year. And like the West is stacked. I'm not saying they would be the favorites, but if they won, I wouldn't have been shocked. So I don't think they need another piece. I think they could win it with their team healthy right now. Uh, honestly, that that comes down to whether Jamal Murray is anything like himself when he comes back. Is he like? Like, is this ACL injury, like, going to completely change his career? That that will change my answer. But if we're saying healthy and Jamal Murray's okay, I don't see why they couldn't win the championship right now. Uh, or not right now, but, like, next year or whenever. I, I don't see why not. So that, that will be my answer. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one, Frank, simply because of the reasons I laid out. Uh, next question. Frank actually submitted another one. Let's go ahead and answer his one again. He says, Mason Plumley has a better handle over Blake Griffin. All right, so I know Mason Plumley has himself a decent handle. He actually has brought up quite a few times all the way up the court off a rebound. He has a decent handle for a big guy, but no, he does not have the handle over Blake Griffin. Frank, I'm assuming you're... I can just picture you right now laughing as you ask this question. I know you weren't being serious with this. There's no way. I can I can just hear you now laughing. So, no, I'm not drinking Kool-Aid on that. I think you know damn well you aren't even drinking the Kool-Aid on that. Don't... Come on, man. Take it easy. All right, next one we got from Merch Guy Jeff, which he, Merch Guy Jeff is the one, and look, see, he actually said it in this tweet. He's the one who keeps trolling me about Jerry Garcia and putting these quotes. Like, this dude must have had, like, thousands of quotes. So he says, the Pistons will have an all-star in each of the next two seasons, and then follows it up with a quote from Jerry Garcia. says, it's not enough to be the best at what you do. You must be perceived as the only one who does what you do. Uh, Pretty decent quote. I I mess with it. I mess with it. Uh, It's not the only one you've ever sent me. But I mess with it. I've seen some other better ones you've sent so far. Maybe you could up your game next time. But will the Pistons have an all-star in the next two seasons? Uh, I am not drinking Kool-Aid on that one either. I think the only person who really has like a shot at something like that is probably Jeremy Grant. Uh, I don't think the Pistons have anyone else who would like seriously challenge that at all. I don't think the Pistons are really going to be good in the next two seasons also. So I don't think Jeremy would even get it even if he like got better. The Pistons aren't going to be good in my assumption. So I, I don't see how the Pistons could have an all-star. Unless they get Cade, and Cade turns out to be like LeBron James or something, and it's just going crazy, uh, then maybe he could do it. But I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I would be happy to be wrong. That would probably mean good Pistons basketball. I think we're all ready to have some kind of good Pistons basketball. But, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. So sorry about that one. Uh, Hardball, got to go, has the next one. He says, Jeremy Grant will average 20-plus points and be an all-star next year. See, I could get with you. On the 20-plus points, because he's doing it right now, I don't see why he wouldn't do it next year. But once again, the All-Star, I just don't see it. I don't think the team will be good enough for him to get re- like actual consideration. And something I'm like just noticing across the league, like I feel like a lot of people already know this. Like this is something that everyone just knows. But like if you really just like sit back and think about it, like the NBA is just getting really, really deep. Like I had one of my friends say like the other day we were on Xbox in, in a party, and he said, you know. In a few years from now, like the hundredth best scorer in the league is going to be scoring twenty plus a game. Like that's that's where we're heading. Like that's how deep the NBA is. It's just so talented. So I don't even know. Like like will twenty plus points like really be that like that kind of teed of a accomplishment anymore? Like when is that going to stop being that big of an accomplishment? But either way, I think he'll average twenty plus points. 
But I do not think he's going to be an all-star next season simply because the Pistons won't be that good. So, sorry about that one. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. So, we're going to come back. We're going to continue with the Kool-Aid segment. We just ended the first segment, the entire first segment, and we didn't drink the Kool-Aid not one time. I'm, I'm Once again, like I tell you guys all the time, I'm sitting here with the with the, the soundboard in my hand. I'm, I'm ready to use it. But the entire first segment without me using it, not one time, not one submission that I dr- use it. Not drinking Kool-Aid on anything so far. We'll see if that changes. But first, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Betonline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which bet- betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's why I found Ben Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and the NHL are still in full swing. You want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, Ben Online has you covered there too. Ben Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. Ben Online has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Ben Online is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. Ben Online, your online sportsbook experts. So we're going to continue the Kool-Aid segment. Get right back into it. The first question here is from, which one is this one? Which one do I want to pick? Uh, let's go ahead and go with this one from Chubbs GB. He says, Dwayne Casey says he wants to leave Detroit better than when he got here. I think he will. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? Yeah. Now, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on this one, but it, it's. let me explain real quick. So, yes, I believe he probably will leave Detroit better than when it was when he got here. But, like, <laughs> the thing is, is, like, is that really... I don't know how much of an accomplishment that actually will be. Because, like, where was Detroit when he got here? <laughs> so, it's not, like, that big of a bar to surpass with that. So, it's like, yeah, I think he's going to do it. But I don't think he should really be, like, like celebrated if that's the... Like, if that's the bar we're holding it to... Like, basically, all he'd have to do is win a singular playoff game. And then it's automatically better than what it was before he got here. And that's the bar we're holding, like, things to. Like, to celebrate his tenure here or celebrate Tory Rivers' tenure or whatever. Then we are sadly mistaken about what should be considered success. But for your question, yeah, I think he'll probably leave it better. I think, as of right now, they probably are better positioned than they were when he got here already. They got a bunch of young core. They got good cap space looking for. They're not in cap hell. They got a lot of young guys. They got a top pick coming up. So I think they're already in a better position. But I get what he's saying by like hoping to like have a winning effect and, and like be winning more by the time he leaves. I think they will be. But like I said, I don't think that's like a too high of a bar for him to have to pass. So I, I won't like unless he does something a lot more than that, it's not gonna be something I really can like go out of my way to congratulate him on for. So whatever. Next one, we got another one from Harbaugh Got to Go. He says the Pistons will go to a three-guard lineup next season. Yeah. I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one simply because Dwayne Casey has, like, this obsession. And we talked about this, like, on a few podcasts ago. Dwayne Casey has this obsession with playing, like, multiple ball handlers together. And it always seems like, I mean, I guess this has to do with the Pistons' personnel, I guess. But, like, he will not be shy to just throw a bunch of point guards together and just have multiple ball handlers on the court. He that's like this. That's his fetish. He absolutely loves it. He he can't he if he can get Derrick Rose and Killian Hayes and all of them on the court at the beginning of the season together. I I think he would have if if he could right now. If, if you let him, he would. I mean, you already see him putting Killian and Saban. If he had another point guard that would like a little bit taller than Saban, maybe on Killian's height, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw all three of them out there at once. Heck, we saw in that what was it the New York game when we had like four guards out there at once. 
Heck, so, so he's not afraid to throw just like 20 guards out there at once. So I, I could see it happening. I, not something that's like be a fixture in the lineup, but I, don't, I would not doubt at all the Pistons having like a lineup that plays like 100 minutes, uh, three-guard lineup or something. I, th- that would not shock me at all because their coach is Dwayne Casey. Uh, next one we got from SC.81. He says, barring injuries, Killian, Stu, and Sadiq could have all been all-NBA rookie first team. I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I think Sadiq and Isaiah Stewart both are probably already going to make it. I think Sadiq might actually make all NBA first team. Honestly, if he doesn't make it, I think that probably would be a snub if he doesn't get first team. Isaiah Stewart's battling for first team, but I think he's probably going to end up on second team. So those two guys, I think, already are going to make it. Uh, Killian is a different story. It would be tough. I don't know, but I think if he would have had a whole season, the beginning of the season, he probably would have worked through his struggles. Like he's at 20, what was he at? 23, 24 games right now. So this is what we're seeing at game 24. Now imagine like another 20 games go by where he'd be at. And then another 20 games where he'd be at. So I think his numbers were slowly progressed to get higher and higher. I think he would have got better and better throughout the season. So I, I wouldn't pass it. I, I wouldn't put it past the Pistons to have three guys on the all-rookie team. I think Killing could have got there if he stayed healthy throughout the whole year. So yeah, I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. That actually was a pretty decent, that, I like that question. That question was pretty fun. Uh, next one we got now I want to let you guys know like I told you guys in the last episode I have one two three four five six seven seven different tabs up so I can get every one single question like on here I'm, I, I went and scoured I looked up the hashtag Kuwait, uh hashtag on Twitter so I make sure I see every single tweet I went through every tweet I've asked for questions I've pulled up every tab I possibly could find I bookmarked a lot of your guys when you guys sent it throughout the week so I believe I've literally covered every single possible question uh, so next we got from Hermie, was it Hermafro? Hermafro, I think it is. He says some other team gives one of our restricted free agents an offer this season. So Hammy is Hammy the only? Ha, no, not Hammy. Hami is Hami the only restricted free agent this off season? Who else do the Pistons have this restricted free agent? I think Hami's the only one, isn't he? Either way, uh, do I think a team offers Hami a, an offer before he signs back with the Pistons? Which is what my guess is going to be. He'll sign back with the Pistons. But do a team? Does a team make an offer? Yeah. I do agree with that. I do. I do think a team probably will make an offer for Hami. I've told you guys how I feel about Diallo. I think he has immense potential. His he has his athleticism, his ability to get to the rim. Like I'm gonna keep it a buck. I have no clue how this dude doesn't average at least like six or seven free throws in the minutes he plays. Like when he gets to the rim, he gets absolutely destroyed, and they never call fouls. I just don't get it. And half the time he finishes through it anyways. Like his athleticism, off the charts. His ability to get to the rim, even without a jumper, and the defenders knowing that he can only go to the rim, he still just gets by everybody. It's 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 off the charts. So if he can just add a perimeter game to it, and he actually looked better from deep w- during his time with the Pistons, if he can develop that, I, I I think he could like, I think he could be really really freaking good. I don't think there's any way that Troy Weaver lets him go at all. I I don't think there's any chance that he lets Diallo walk out of there. But do I think a team makes an offer? I think a team probably does make an offer. I think. Diallo is a really interesting prospect that not only the Pistons probably see and think, okay, he could be really freaking good. So I think there is going to be probably another team that offers him a contract, but I don't think he leaves the Pistons at all. I, I there's no way I can picture Troy Weaver letting him get away from get away from the Pistons. So, yeah. Next next question we got from Pistons Pride. He says the playing games will stick around in the NBA. I'm assuming you mean moving forward throughout the future. So will they stick around? Yeah. <laughs> I do think they're going to stick around. I very much like the playing games. 
I know there's some people who apparently just don't like to play in games. I, I've, I've seen that circulating through Twitter and some of my time on Locker Room, which, by the way, make sure you guys download that. It's a fun app. But sometimes when I go in the Locker Room, we've talked about this. I see there's a lot of people that just seem not to like it, and they feel like that apparently it's rewarding losers. Uh, I completely disagree. I absolutely love this. This has absolutely made the regular season matter more, and I think that's the problem that the NBA has dealt with for such a long time is that the NBA just hasn't, the season regular season just hasn't mattered. There's so many teams that basically just say, screw it. We don't care about what happens in the regular season. I don't care what seeding we get. I don't care about any of this. Just make sure we get to the, the playoffs healthy, and if we're 7th seed, we're 7th seed. We're still going to beat everybody. We don't need, really need home court. Who cares? And there's been a ton of teams that just don't even, like, like the last month of the season, they don't even try. And it's really boring. It really, like, hurts the product on the floor. Like, I get why they do it, like, obviously, but it just, it really makes basketball harder to watch, like, halfway through the season. It just, it gets boring. But this has added such a new element to it. Like, the Washington Wizards have become must-see TV. Russell Westbrook's healthy, and they're, like, just ripping teams to shreds over, like, the past month and a half. And they're making a legit push into the playoffs. I'm sure there's not a single team in the Eastern Conference at the top of the, at the top of the uh, conference that wants to play Washington. I'm guaranteeing you no one wants to have to go against Washington. And if it wasn't for the playing tournament, they probably wouldn't sneak in. I, I don't know if they actually are capable of getting the AC. I think they're I don't think it's possible for them to get the AC, but I think they can keep the ninth and move themselves in. Which is dope because they deserve it. Russell Westbrook gets hurt for the first half of the year. Now he gets healthy and now look how good they are. The whole point of the playoffs, no matter how it gets there, the whole point of it is to get the best eight teams possible. It's to get the best eight teams. So whether that's through a play-in or whatever. Like, the Washington Wizards, I think, are probably better than 8th seed, 7th seed now. Like, at their full strength right now, they're probably better than that. So you should want them in there. And if they lose, they obviously weren't the better team. The better team gets to move on. But the whole point of it is that you want to get the best eight teams. So I think this gives a better chance of that because there is teams who struggle with injuries and end up falling behind and end up making a late-season push. A lot of times, a team like the Washington Wizards probably would have threw it in towel and pulled the Pistons, and OKC would just say, you know what, screw it, we have no chance anyways. We're not going to make the eighth seed, so let's go ahead and just throw these games and get high in the lottery, which a lot of teams probably would have done, and it just hurts the product, like the Bulls as well. The Bulls made that trade. Now, they're probably not going to get into the plan, but they're still fighting for the plan. They've been fighting for it, so it makes their product a little bit more fun to watch, and it adds a whole new multiple storylines to it too. It just makes everything more interesting. It makes the regular season more fun to watch, which was the goal. So whether, however you feel about the whole, oh, uh, it rewards losers or whatever. The main goal of this, the central goal, was to make the regular season more interesting and make it matter. Has it accomplished that? Yes or no? No matter how you feel about it. Has it accomplished that? Hell yes. That's what it's done. So I think it stays. And I think it should stay. It's really good for the NBA, I think. It's been amazing to see all these teams. Like Golden State as well. Imagine if we get Golden State versus LeBron. If we if we get Steph Curry versus LeBron, I promise you that's probably going to get more ratings than any finals game we'll get. I promise you. That will be a must-see game. That will be must-see television. I'm telling you it will get more ratings than the finals will. I promise you. And the last thing I'll say about it is, like I mentioned him all the time on the podcast, my friend Keith Black, he's the historian of history itself. We were talking about this in the locker room, and he mentioned how when the NBA moved to, I think it was, what do you say? I think it was when they moved to eight teams, so it was 16 teams make the playoffs. It was 23 teams in the league, so it was way more than 50%. I know it's more than 50% right now makes the playoffs, but even then, it, what, what's 16 out of 20, like 70% of the league? Yeah, that's off the top of my head. I just did it in my calculator. That's 69.5%, so yeah, 70%. I'm so damn good with math, but either way, so that when they did that, they extended the teams when there was only 23 people. Now, or 23 teams. Now we have 30 teams, and we're still at 8 teams. So it's naturally that you probably should do the extension anyways. So if you want to consider these 10 teams, like if you want to consider the play a playoff, basically a, a new round in the playoffs, okay, then we got 10 teams each conference. 
So now we raised it to 20. I think that should naturally happen when you get more teams. It's been, how I think he said like 1984 or something when it last happened. So it's been like 30, 40 years since it happened. Now it's reasonable to suggest that they probably should raise it to 10 teams. And that's what they've done. And I think it's an amazing idea. I absolutely love it. Uh, your question put me onto a rant right there, but I really feel strongly about the playing game. I absolutely love it. I think it's great for the NBA. So when we come back, we're going to continue the Kool-Aid segment. We got a lot more questions. I hope I can get through it. I don't want to make this too long of a podcast, so I'm going to try to get through all your questions. So, But before we get into that, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calories and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LAX15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, make sure to use promo code LAX15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Okay, and we're going to end the podcast with even more submissions for the Kool-Aid segment. I really appreciate all you guys that participated, participate in it every week. This is a lot of fun. I've had a lot of people say this is like their favorite episode of each week. I really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I do. So let's go ahead and get right back into it. This one is going to be from Nigel. He says, this is the first time in the last decade the Pistons seem to be in the right direction and to become a winning team. I cannot drink the Kool-Aid on that because I, if you just being honest, I know revisionist history is going to be like, oh yeah, th- those players sucked or look where they're at now, blah, 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 blah. But if you, if you were living through that time, if you were a Pistons fan during the time of like 2015 when they made it to the playoffs and played the Cavs and like had one of the most competitive sweeps ever, like in that offseason, everyone was high on the Pistons. Everyone thought they were going to take this next step. Okay, so like I, I can't say this is the first time in the last decade because I, be- I believe 2015-16 there was a lot of hype behind that. A lot of people believed in that team. And especially when they got to Bias Harris, I, I forget what their record was. They were like, what was it, like a 60% win team uh, once they got to Bias in the second half of that season. So they were playing really good. And quite honestly, I think if Reggie Jackson doesn't have that injury in the offseason, I don't know if like we're sitting where we're at right now. Like to be honest, if Reggie never gets hurt, I think we might have the core of that team still together, to be honest, because that team was really good. I think the only thing that held that team back was the injuries. If Reggie never gets hurt, I, th- I think the Pistons look completely different right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Reggie and Andre were still on the team. I wouldn't be shocked if Tobias was still on this team. Maybe a couple of other ones get traded, but that team was... I, I think that team had a real bright future that was ruined by injuries. I'll end it with that. So, I, no, I can't say this is the first time I've ever felt excited or about the team's future. I can't say that. Uh, okay, so the next one we're going to get... Let's go ahead and close out that tab. Let's go ahead and get into this one. What is this one? Hold on. I'm sorry about that. Okay. So the next one is from, I, I really struggle saying this name. It's Lou Killian. I, I don't, actually, is your first name actually Lou Killian or are you just like, is, I, actually, your name, first name I'm going to guess is probably Luke, but you're putting Lou Killian to troll on Killian. I get it. Yeah, actually you are because I just read your last name now. So now it's, it's Lou Killian Marbase. I, I, I feel it. I feel it. You said, uh, if the Pistons have a top four pick, their draft pick will be the rookie of the year. Um, I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid on that because from everything I've heard about Kate Cunningham, like I said, I haven't done my research yet. I'm saving that for the offseason. But from everything I've read so far about Kate Cunningham, everything I've heard about him, he is the clear-cut like best prospect. He's supposed to be like this this next-generational guy. So unless the Pistons get him, I don't see how he doesn't. they have the rookie of the year. Cause I, it sounds like he's going to be runaway rookie of the year. Like The way I've heard about this dude, this dude better be like the next coming of like LeBron James, the way people be talking about him, dude. 
So I, unless they get him, anyone else, I don't see how they were rookie of the year. So far, I haven't done my research, but basically, before I do all of that, everything I've heard, Katie Cunningham should be the runaway thing, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, next one we got from Eli Bashy. What's up, Eli? Thank you for submitting. I thought... Uh, Eli is one of those people I thought that would be participating in this all the time and like sending in multiple troll tweets because he's such a he, he's a troll himself uh probably a, a better troll than me but so this one he says actually I think he's being serious about this one but it, he, it did get like 105 likes so I, I'm assuming it's a little bit of a hot take let's see what he says he says if the Pistons get a top four pick I completely expect them to make the play-in tournament next year and I don't think that's crazy either hashtag Kool-Aid Alright, Eli, you know, you don't have to think it's crazy, man. I, 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 I'm right there with you, man. Stay stay in your take. Don't don't back off of it because people laugh at you, man. I, I'm right there with you. But I'm also not there with you with this prediction. I, I just don't see it. The Pistons, I don't think, are going to be a good team. I think they are going to compete for the play-in. I think that would be interesting. But I do not think this team is good enough to make the play-in unless, of course, they get Cade Cunningham. He just hits the scene instantly like being one of the best players. So if that happens, then maybe. But unless that happens, I don't see how this team's good enough to make the plan. I think in order for them to make the plan, you're expecting serious jumps from Killian Hayes, from Sadiq Bey, from Isaiah Stewart, from Sekou, from Diallo, maybe even Josh Jackson. Like you're, you're, This team, like as much as we sit here and talk about how, oh, they're so competitive every night, they try their hearts out, they give everything they possibly can, they are currently the second worst team in the league. Like, like Let's just put that in perspective. Like I understand they play hard, but they are still the second worst team in the league. So that's quite the jump to take. Like, do I think they could compete for it? Yes. But making it, that's that's hefty. They would have to, like, make some massive improvements and also probably bring in, like, some players. I, I think they'd have to do that. But anyways, let's go ahead and get to the next question. I'm sorry, Eli, I can't drink the Kool-Aid on that one, dog. But okay, let's go ahead and get to the next question. Let's close that tab, open this one up. Okay, so this one is from Rich. 12. I think that's what it was. I'm sorry if I pronounced you guys' usernames wrong. I feel like a lot of you guys have troll nicknames. I'm not going to lie. Or not nicknames, but, but usernames. But just, I hope I'm pronouncing them right either way. So he says, Pistons rebranding idea for Kool-Aid. Bad bleep. So I, I hope you guys can fill in that bleep. I'm not going to willingly swear. I may accidentally swear every now and then, but I'm not going to willingly do it. He says, bad bleep Mustang horse as logo with bright purple and teal colors. Do I rock with that? Now listen, this is this is the reason why I rock with that. If you guys have listened to the last two episodes, I completely have went on multiple rants about the Pistons branding, their logo, their jerseys, their color schemes, everything. I, I went on rants about that. So if you guys haven't listened to that, make sure you guys go back and listen to those last two episodes. But this is the reason why I'm rocking with that. It's as simple as this. It's creative. It's something that we haven't seen. It's something at least going for the... You're, you're, you're swinging the bat, you're going for the moon. Like, come on. That's the only reason why I can rock with it. It may be ugly. Who knows if the purple would be good? I don't... I, who knows? But you know what? I would be willing to damn try it. I promise you I would be willing to try it over a basketball simply with Detroit on it. Like, literally the words Detroit Pistons on it. That that I promise you anything that involves any kind of creativity, I would accept. It could be trash. It could be utter garbage. But I promise you that it cannot be as uncreative and as bad as simply a basketball with Detroit Pistons on it. I promise you. I promise you that. And I promise you, honestly, you know, the pur- he says bright purple and teal colors. You know, you know what's crazy about that is that one of our, one of the alternate jerseys was damn near purple. It was damn near, it was so dark blue, it was damn near purple. So, you know, we wouldn't be going too far from that. They already are up that lane. We might as well just go all the way down it. Let's try it. 
Who knows? But yes, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on that simply because I don't like anything here. I would literally try anything as long as there's at least a little bit more creative. Literally anything. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and get to the next question. Let's close that tab. All right, so as I'm recording this, I just saw one of these notifications as I open up. Cause all these tabs are my Twitter uh, Twitter accounts. So as I'm going through this to get this to get to this question, I see Chubbs GB tweets me. So you're you're getting the library. Like I'm I'm, I'm seeing this. And reading this out loud on the podcast, so when you listen to this, that, this is my live reaction. He says, oh my god, please don't bring up, bring him up. He's talking about Stanley. Please, it still hurts watching Devin Booker. And it had to be his confidence in shooting, or maybe losing his mom right after the draft. That took a lot more from him than we know all of it together. So I'm sorry, I had to bring him up. I, if you, I know you probably didn't follow me beforehand, but Stanley literally is my guy. It, it Literally, if you guys saw, if you guys didn't know beforehand, I literally rode with him to to the bottom of the sea. I, I went down with the ship, and that that's that's absolutely my guy. So him going off for 35 points, I absolutely have to talk about it because he, like I said, that's my guy. So anyways, let's get to this last question. I believe this is the last question. I have went through everywhere. I have seriously went through every DM I've looked at. I went through all my bookmarks. I've looked up the Kool-Aid uh, hashtag. I went through all the Lockdown Pistons tweets. So I believe I've went through... I, I've went through every question you guys have sent in. This one is from Ob Floppin. He says, SJ Stanley Johnson, with his ball handling skills and passing skills, would have better served the Pistons as a backup point guard. I do not agree with that simply because Stanley had a bunch of raw skills with the Pistons, but none of them were ever, like, they never became good. And one of you guys actually tweeted me, like, a couple, like, right before I started the podcast and said, basketball was basically too easy for him growing up like he dominated high school I believe he was like a four-time state champion he dominated high school he dominated college he was it was too easy for him so he never like actually developed skills because he was so much he was just able to bully people with his strength and athleticism he just dominated so it was just too easy for him and that like stopped him from like really developing his skills and like his raw uh raw skills he had and I guess maybe some of that could be attributed to his work ethic as well. Like maybe he didn't have the best work ethic. He didn't want to be as great as it may be perceived. Because his personality when they drafted him made it seem like he was one of those guys that just wants to be the best in the NBA. He's going to do what he has to do to get there. But maybe that actually wasn't the case. So, but anyways, long long story short, I don't think that's the, he could have been a backup point guard at all. Because his ball handling skills, while they're like a raw skill of his, it was never actually good. His passing skills, he would flash. It was a raw skill of his again, but it never actually hit the point of being really good. So, I, I don't know what he would have been better served at. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Anything better than just, like, sticking him in the corner and just having him spot up, I guess that would – anything like outside of that would have been better. But, I, honestly, I looking back on the Stanley thing, like I've said already on here, he'll always be the one person, like, the one, like, pick and the one, like, favorite guy I pick on. Like, he, he'll be the one dude I'll never understand how he didn't put it together. It literally just blows my mind how a dude can have so much raw skill – in so many different departments and just not develop them and put it all together. I, it just, it, it blows my mind to this day that he never put it all together. I just don't get it, but no, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. So I think that's the last question for the Kool-Aid segment. I believe I only use this uh, soundboard. I believe what, like three times, I think three or four times, not many times this week. I, I wasn't vibing with everything you guys were saying, man. I'm, I, not this week. Just wasn't vibing with it, but Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys had a lot of fun with it. If you didn't participate this week and thought, hey, I like this segment. I'd like to be announced on the next segment. Don't worry about it. Just go ahead and tweet me at NBA, put hashtag Kool-Aid, and then ask your question or submit your submission. Now, you'll be on the next episode. I promise. I'll get to all of you guys. I think I did. I think I got through everybody's this week. The last few weeks, I hadn't got through everybody's, either because it was running too long or it just got hidden throughout all the submissions. But I think I did... The best job this week. I got through everyone, so I promise I'll get through all of you guys next week if you want to submit ones you haven't done one before. Don't be shy either. It's a lot of fun. 
So, thank you guys for listening. The Pistons have their second to last game tonight. Make sure you guys watch that game. I told you guys the last podcast. I know a lot of you guys are probably like, man, the Pistons suck. I can't wait for this season to be over. But I promise you, and you know this deep down as well, that once the Pistons season actually ends, you guys are going to be like, man, now we have to wait four months, five months for to see Piston basketball again. This sucks. You guys know it. I know it as well. Watch these final two games. You won't get basketball, Piston basketball for a long time. Have fun. Watch these final two games. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for listening. And until Monday, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.